Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure, bringing you the meta-casual perspective on HeroClix, sharing my insights, thoughts, and experiences with other players who love this awesome game at all levels, just like I do. Whether you're playing a casual game at home, local tournament, or at a regional or national event, taking on the latest meta team, this is a podcast for you. All comments, suggestions, or questions can be directed to our email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. Also, private message me on hcrealms.com under the ID of Colossus 10. Go to our Facebook page of HeroClicks Borderlands where you can message me or just read the latest articles and videos I've run across about this wonderful game. This is episode 25. This is National Treasure 2, and we're going to finish up our kind of look at the Powers and Abilities card that has just came out in the new Thor game that dropped today. With me tonight, I have Matt. Matt from Games Rules. Why don't you say hi, Matt? Hey, everybody. How are you doing? If you listened last time, we had two more of the Illuminati here. We had Jesse and Mark, but neither one could be here tonight. We hate that. We had this all scheduled. And unfortunately, Jesse's hung up with a sinus infection. And Mark, unfortunately, had a call from work. He's actually working right now. So they are out of this. That's unfortunate because we were going to reveal our Illuminati names. I can go ahead and tell you there are two. Uh, Jesse want, wanted to be the Illuminati Captain America in his three-issue run as part of the Illuminati before he had his mind erased. Mark would have been Fantastic Four's own Reed Richards because Mark is a huge FF fan. And then, Matt, why don't you share with us, what Illuminati, if you could be one, you would be? Um, I would be Beast. I really like him. He's uh, intelligent. He tries to think his way out of problems and he's he looks different from everybody else which uh some people may you know uh judge him you know he he's proud of the way he looks he's really athletic which i'm not but i would love to be if i had to be illuminati it would be dr strange why because i'm strange a lot i'm very strange it's got that hippie 70s vibe you know every time i think strange i think somebody was caught in the 70s when he was drawn and just kind of kept that hippie vibe. But I do like Strange. I, I would be Dr. Strange. Uh, before we get started and get back into to the powers and abilities card, I want to take a moment in honor of this new Ragnarok Day, the dropping of Thor here. We're going to share with you all what chase we're hoping to get. I am sitting here looking at a case of Thor that I picked up just today, right as soon as I got out of school. I have resisted the temptation to open them. I'm actually going into withdrawal being this close <laughs> to my plastic crack. I'm having a hard time holding back, but I was just told myself I'd get through this podcast before I open them up because I don't want to be depressed or crushed by what I get. I also have the starter kit, which I've opened an extra one. Mark wanted one, so I went ahead and opened mine so I could see the actual rule book. I have it in hand and my token set. I'm sitting here this close to them. We're going to share what super rare, I mean, Chase, that we would love to get out of this set. So, Matt, why don't you lead us off? What chase are you really hoping to get? I would really like to get number 61, Thor. He has, uh, it's the one that comes with Molinear because I really love uh, Molinear. Uh, it's ability to uh, make, a, a range, make, a, make a ranged close attack, basically. I, I think that is uh, very, very awesome with all kinds of cool effects like hypersonic and all that kind of stuff you know the run out there then poke somebody from six or seven squares away you know that doesn't activate energy shield deflection and doesn't activate you know all that kind of stuff for ranged attacks so i think the molinier you got to have molinier you got to have molinier if you're going to get a chase hey and come on i i saw where you posted matt 
You mean with Mistress Death? Oh, yes. What an amazing combo those two would make. So, like, for people that don't know what that is, she has this trait called Touch of Death. And it says whenever she hits with a close attack, immediately place a Touch of Death token on the target's card if it doesn't already have one. And for the rest of the game, when a character with a Touch of Death token is dealt damage by an attack, double the damage dealt. So that's pretty nuts. And she has 10 range, so she can sit back 10 squares and poke, poke somebody with a touch of death. Oh, yeah, and she starts with 2 damage, and her attack's a 12. A 12, yep. We're going to get a rush on Mistress Death on eBay if we're not careful. <laughs> I mean, first we got to pull Molly in there. Now, yeah. my, chase, my chase has got to be Unworthy Thor. Uh, I just want Unworthy Thor. Number one, the point cost is what I'm looking at. 125 points. Wow. He's got seven clicks. Not bad. He's got Endom. He doesn't have any range, but he does have a trait that allows him to ignore hindering train and movement. He has a range value of seven, and when he targets, he ignores hindering. 11 attack. He goes down to a nine. He does pick up halfway through his dial. He loses that trait, no longer has range. And he picks up uh, Battle Fury and Combat Reflexes. His damage is okay. However, he has Invulnerability, and he has a special movement power for three that is Charge Sidestep. And he comes with the equipment, which all these Chase guys come with equipment. It's Yarnborn. And let me bring up Yarnborn. And what I love about Yarnborn is if a character attack rolls of a 9-11, 9 through 11, they count as a critical hit also. I would love to equip this to Hela and get her on that last click and just let her start having a huge amount of chance to sit there and KO pieces. If you don't know what Hela does, she doesn't have a defensive power except Invincible to start, but she's 150 points, has a six range, has Mystics. Anytime she does, her last three clicks where her special power comes in. Exploit weakness, weak uh, shape change. When a character of 200 points or less would take damage from a close attack made by Hitta, by Hela, that is a critical hit, Instead, immediately KO that character. Immediately KO that character. <laughs> that is amazing. Last three clicks. And her last two clicks are 18 defense with uh, regen, and her last two clicks are 11 attack and a 12 attack. I mean, I'm not going to say that is worthy of national level, but at a local level, I would just love to play that to see if I could pull it off. If she close attacked and hit a full-pointed yeah, yeah. Hulk at 200 points, doesn't matter what click he's on. Doesn't matter if he could shrug the damage off. He dies. He's yeah. gone. See yeah. you later. Here's my other thing about that, that unworthy. At 125 points, when it comes to ID cards, unless though ID cards are some of the most efficient mechanics in the game right now, and they're not going away, yeah. at 125 points, that gives you a, a range of characters that can be brought in. Matt, Matt, you been into anything since our uh, last uh, uh, podcast? I've just been looking at Throg and his hammer. Animal love, baby. Animal love. Yeah, his, his, his hammer, Frog Olnir, uh, for five points makes you tiny. 
Um, and then whenever you're occupying water terrain, uh, modify attack and defense plus one. So like, you, I mean, it's just really cool to you know be able to give character tiny, and then you know with the white wa- uh, water terrain, modify their attack and defense, and it's a light object that anybody can pick up. And I love I love the Pet Avengers, so I'm just excited to finally get a throg with Pet Avengers keyword. So I've been sitting here just salivating over all this information coming out. I'm surprised we never got a Scott Porter unboxing videos. Yeah, yeah. What I did notice, it seemed like they sent out more preview cases to more YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. I know Tabletop Teacher, who I still recommend as one of the top uh, video things out there. Yeah, he's See, amazing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. I have tried to duplicate what he does. I'm nowhere near. And I know. <laughs> Uh, and I know Matt does a great job with his game's rules. And if you've not checked out his game's rules, he does a great job with it. How, how, do, how do I follow Tabletop Teacher? Come on. I, well, I agree that. I mean, I love his unboxing. His unboxing videos, are, I, I just think, are amazing. Everything and, he does is amazing. He's very uh, – he, 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 he doesn't have a lot of filler in his videos, uh, which makes a lot of his videos shorter but straight to the point. He explains things very well has great photo- photographs in his videos. It's you know, it's no brainer that WizKids has started working with him and sending him promotional stuff. He, he's he's you know he's skyrocketed because of just the quality of content he puts out. This is unsolicited praise for a guy who's doing a great job. Definitely, I mean, I do like uh, Alpha Strike. Their uh, battle box videos are pretty cool. I love the way that thing's kind of shaped up and how they handle those. And I love T3. T3 has another great. They do some great videos. There's some great things. I'm thinking back when I first started the game and how information was handled more at a local level. Like you had a group and they taught each other. And now how much of Heroclix has got a lot of online presence now? Yeah, I mean, HC Realms plays a huge part in communicating important information to the players because there's no official form or anything. And and I know everybody tuned in to hear us praising Tabletop Teacher. No, they did not. They wanted to hear the rest of the PAC and our <laughs> what we thought about it. And I know, I great, we have spent 10 minutes telling you nothing about what you tuned in for. So let's get to it. Okay. We left off at the defense powers. And we've got a few on here that we need to go through and kind of kind of get you up to date on it. And then we're going to jump into that core rule book, look at the main things that are going to affect you at a local venue. Our recommendation is read your PAC, read your rule book. I did see online, I don't know if I said it last turn, that they are stating that with your sidekick night kits, the PAC will come with it. Okay, the new one? The new one. So you go to a side, yeah, go to a sidekick night, it should be in that kit. So that's awesome for you players out there that don't want to buy the starter, but you want a powers and abilities card, go out, go to your sidekick night, bring somebody. That's an awesome thing. Rule book. Here's another awesome thing they said. Their rule book will be continually updated with version numbers. So as they make changes to the rule book, they will update it online and change the PDF. So you can print it out again. Right. Now that's the bad side of it. But the good side of it is that no longer do you have to wait a year or two to get a new a new rule book. Or three years. That's right. They will change the version number as they do major changes to it. I kind of like it. 
I mean, I like mm-hmm. to be able to, if I go out there, I have the latest rule book. So, okay, let's move on. We stopped last. We got through our speed. We got through our attack powers. We are now down to defensive powers. Okay, we're going to look at the major one here is is defend. Yeah, I think this is a bigger change, and this might take people a couple of turns to get kind of used to it. And I believe we're going to hear some belly aching about this. <laughs> I just think so. Uh, adjacent friendly characters may replace their defensive value with this character's printed defense value. What do you think about it, Matt? What's so big about it? Well, it says replace their defense value with this character's printed defense value. And that's pretty huge because um, no longer can you like daisy chain, you know, let's say I'm playing the Casey Green Lantern that has a 20 defense and I want to, and I have a character's all in a line and I want to share it with the guy to the left of him and have him share that 20 with the guy to the left of him. I can't do that anymore. You know, now you're only going to be able to share a defense with the person next to you now. And, and that, that's a big difference because, you know, we, we just came out with JSA pieces that have a special um, defend. They came out with defenders pieces that have a special defend um, with benefits. If you, you know, share your defense and stuff. And um, I, I think it's a really weird change to make right after those pieces come out. You know, it's a really, really weird change. And in my honest opinion, I really don't think it was a big issue. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, I can share this 18 through everything, but with all the pieces you have now that can knock back and knock pieces out of alignment, I think defend would have been one of those pieces that would just natively gotten weaker. But now it's like it's definitely weaker. And it because you have to be right next to the person with the high defense, you know, it's gonna make it even easier to knock you out of alignment. So you can just target those weaker guys after you knock them off you know no i agree um well what what it strikes me is that okay our jsa pieces came out in joker's wild mm-hmm. so looking at those were they playing in that far ahead i would hope they would have been yeah but that's a way 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 away for them to plan to you know, that defend change or anything like that. But what disturbs me more is Defenders, Defenders War. Which I, that set seems like ter- a long time ago because we've had so many sets between there. But it's only been back in May. Yeah. And then we've known for a while that this is going to drop in August. And to put out pieces there that now are kind of weakened by this defend power, you hope that the cost wasn't built in for them to be able to daisy chain. And now that defend is now gotten a little bit weaker, like you said, we we got more knockback now, meaning that charge and combat reflexes are at a premium. Super strength is knocking you back. Quake, quake, yeah, all that stuff is getting a little bit more powerful with their knockback. And without the daisy chaining, I think it hurts teams like JSA. It doesn't really hurt your defend pieces per se. It hurts the team abilities that use defend. Does that make sense? Yeah, and just to be clear, you know, we're talking about defend, but we're also talking about these team abilities. And the reason we're talking about the team abilities is because they also changed the wording on the defender's team ability and on the JSA team ability for the same exact printed part addition. So um, it, it's connected. You're right. We're regular defend pieces. That wasn't possible, the daisy chain. So, you know, it's, it, there's not a huge difference at that point. But the the, re, the ripples from the defend change also affected those team abilities, which were much bigger changes. So, yeah. 
So. Yeah, and, and it makes it much more vulnerable to energy explosion too. <laughs> Defend big impact at your venue or just negligible. You know, honestly, I didn't see a lot of people using Defend in general. Um, even JSA or um, Defender's team ability um, didn't see that much being used. I think JSA just in general got the short end of the stick being they're all like 30 points or less for the most part. Uh, the Defenders got much more balanced dials. Um, but I, I feel like the Defenders had a lot more of like – these pieces are ranged pieces. These re- these pieces are I'm gonna run up and hit you pieces, and thus it was harder to like keep them together to daisy chain the defense. I mean, I don't think it's gonna have a big a big difference, but uh, I, I definitely hate that it hurt the team abilities. So I mean, it's not a big impact. I don't think defends a big impact on figures. With defend, it's just gonna be an impact on your team abilities. Yeah, and pretty it, much. And I think it's just going to be if you're if you have a group of people at your venue that play JSA and Defenders a lot, they're going to be the ones that kind of feel the impact a lot more than anybody else. Oh well, we got to move on. Uh, we're going to look at Barrier. This one had a small uh, change to it. it says uh, power minimum range value four. Place up to four blocking markers in clear squares within range, each adjacent to at least one another. Now, at least one marker must be within a line of fire. At the beginning of your ne- next turn, even if it's lost, remove them. So I'm going to start this one. Barrier, this is an uh, interesting change that they've made. No longer does outwit work with somebody puts up a barrier, you outwit their barrier, and then the barrier goes away. Now it sticks until the beginning of your next turn. So once it's laid out there, there's no reason to ride out with it. It's not going to work. It might work to prevent them from doing it again, but it is still going to be there. And even if you lose it, so if you can push right through it. So if you want to, you just need one more barrier, you can push right through that barrier. Uh, I, th- I definitely think it's a, it's a nice addition to barrier. I know in the past I haven't used barrier much, but I remember with the, the lantern batteries, they had barrier at a certain point, and you were always trying to push them to try to get them further down the dial. And sometimes you would put down barrier, then be like, crap, I pushed. I, I bounced off a barrier, and then the barrier would go away automatically. Um, I, I think it's I think it's interesting. Um, I think I – I think they said somewhere that like even if someone uses outwit um since the barrier has already been up that you know the 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 tokens already on the field they wouldn't go away so that's a great way to counter just any kind of uh so super powered can't use type thing that's out there it it means when you're going to be strategic with your barrier tokens there's nothing they can do that just you erase them from the board and i like that because i think barrier is a power that is interesting but maybe hasn't gone as much love as it it wanted and i know barrier has been really powerful in the past when you had like there was that special object um structural integrity field that said like you know barrier or blocking pieces can't be destroyed within certain um, squares of it and that's where it was overpowered but i think like lately it's been a power that's interesting but not like something that's really really useful and i think barrier is starting to creep back into that category of where you're like maybe i should try to bring a barrier piece with each of my teams because of it's just how much more useful it is I, th- I believe that barrier is at a local venue very seldom used. Yeah. It is considered on teams, I think, at a national level, 
but has a hard time making it onto a lot of teams consistently. And it's really kind of a specialty piece. Yeah. I do believe there's some uh, national level teams that w- do look at barrier, but when I'm at a venue, I don't see it come out that much. Yeah. Um, as far as a venue goes, while this is a cool addition, this power might make people look at it. I don't know that it's going to pick back up. This is one of those powers I'm going to rank right up there with. It depends on if you put it on a figure that's interesting. Mm-hmm. The the new Elijah Snow, isn't that him out of What If? Yeah. Out of uh, Elseworlds? Elseworlds, yeah. So he's interesting. He gets barrier. The Green Lantern, super rare, JSA. He's interesting with his free barrier and his yeah. token, what it can do. Free so I, barrier in general has just been powerful in, in the past with, you know, the wall constructs and free barriers where it's at. If you get free barrier in any form, uh, it's, it's really powerful. It's going to come down to if they put it on interesting pieces that people want to play, barrier will see an uptick and it'll be more useful because of this wording of the power. None of these powers are going to be that overstripped that, oh, I must have a barrier. Outwit is. Understand, you can put Outwit on a crappy piece. But if you make him 25 points, he's finding a team. Like the shifting focus Black Panther. Right. I mean, he's just okay, but he's he, but with that power, he's a lot better Yeah, his point level. Because you know what? You come to the end, you're like, oh, man, I got 30 points left over. I need an Outwitter. That's going to be one of those uh, powers that's going to come down to this, can a piece drive it out into a into the game. Good change, though. Good change. Okay, uh, we're going to move on. Mastermind. Uh, when this character would be hit by opponent's attack, this is a new warning that deals damage. You may choose an adjacent friendly character that wouldn't be hit by this attack and that is less points or shares a keyword. That friendly character instead becomes a hit target of this attack even if it's already a target or would be an illegal target. Okay, that's confusing. That is very confusing. I'm actually confused because it says here that wouldn't be hit by this attack. That friendly character instead becomes a hit target of the attack, even if it's already a target. So, my, my, my brain's spinning. All right, can, can you unlock the mysteries of WizKids right now for me, Matt? Uh, I could probably help with a little bit of it, but yeah, that last part is uh, definitely confusing. Um, I, I, I mean, basically what they're saying, I can, you know, the last part or would be an illegal target, you know, um, that just has to be like an illegal target would mean you don't have line of fire to the target. So, okay. you know, you know, if the person's behind you, you could still mastermind it to the person behind you and then they become the target, even though the opposing character wouldn't have line of fire to it. So that would be an illegal target. But even if it's already a target, I think what that has to do is um, has to do with a dice roll. So if you have someone that has like 20 defense and someone has like 16 defense and you target both of them, but you don't hit the 20 defense one. So like they they wouldn't be hit by the attack because you didn't roll high enough, but they're already a target because you had two lightning bolts. Then you can mastermind it onto them. So basically all I'm saying is if you don't hit this person with this attack, so even if you target three different people all standing there by themselves and you don't hit them, then you can mastermind it onto that character. That even if they're already a target, as long as they weren't hit by the attack, because then they automatically become a hit target for the attack. So you can't like, you know, make someone that was already hit and hit another hit target. So that that's basically what they're saying. I think that's 
they could have maybe worded that a little bit better. But I think the attack role, it, that's how you explain that if it's already a target. Okay, I'm mulling that over. Because I'm sitting here as a player. What does that mean to me? That means I don't want anybody I mastermind to to be lower defensive than me. Actually, you, you want yeah yeah definitely yeah you do you want the piece that you're going to mastermind to to be harder to hit, thus that you'll have a better chance to mastermind damage to them. If they're easier to hit, then they're going to become a, a tar. They're going to be they would be normally hit by the attack. You know, Which like would if, mean that you wouldn't be able to mastermind. mastermind. Yeah. So let me throw this scenario out to you now. Does this mean that I've got a masterminder? Say he's like a Joker masterminder at seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay. He surrounds himself with Joker thugs who are around 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. They happen to be in a little circle and I energy explode them. So would I be able to mastermind that energy explosion or with the energy explosion, since it, it hit me, it had to hit all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because it hit all of them, you wouldn't be able to mastermind it on any of them. So then we'd all take two damage. Yep. Mm hmm. So, yeah, you're going to have to be very careful with this mastermind to make sure that the piece you're going to mastermind to can't get hit. Like an energy explosion could really hurt these mastermind pieces. If they're quaking or using energy explosion, then, yeah, you want to make your mastermind fodder harder to hit. But against, like, a single attack, like if they come out and they psychic blast you for six damage, then it doesn't really matter about your who you're masterminding it on because that was just a single attack on that one piece. It, it really comes into play if they have two or more targets because, you know, they can target, you know, even if it's like, even if they plan on just dealing all the damage to the Joker, they could still target both the Joker and the mastermind fodder. And then if they hit the mastermind fodder, even if they choose to deal zero damage to that mastermind fodder, because they got hit, you can't mastermind damage onto it. So it, it puts a, you know, it, if mastermind becomes a big thing, it puts a lot more emphasis on having multiple targets. Thus, because you can target both the masterminder and the mastermind E, you know, and if you can hit both of them, then they can't mastermind at all. So does that then bring more value back to multiple targets? I think it does. And it's it's weird because we were talking last episode about energy explosion, kind of saying targets don't matter. But I think Mastermind kind of reels it back in and says targets maybe matter a little bit more. It really depends on how popular Mastermind becomes. I do like the other change is that it can be less points or share a keyword. Yeah, that's where having someone that's harder to hit just have make it a higher point value character with shares a keyword and it doesn't even say a named keyword i honestly feel like it should say a named keyword but a keyword means it could just be a generic keyword like uh martial artist or scientist and you're like okay i have i have this you know 50 point piece you know i, I think it'd be really powerful have this super utility piece and you're like trying to kill that thing and they keep trying to mastermind it onto like this 300 point piece that you just can't hit, you know? Oh yeah. And yeah. And it can reduce. Yeah. Yeah. It can use all its regular reduction things. Does this clarify when the person you transfer the damage to is a mystics, whether or not you have mystics damage from that? Yeah. I, I think there's probably a little bit less, uh, confusion there about if if or if not they would take the damage because they would definitely take the damage you know now you, they would 
Yeah, you would take the attacker would take the mystics damage. Yeah. And as and we will put this disclaimer out here now. We are doing to the best of our limited ability to decipher and understand these rules and how we interpret them. Doesn't mean it's the official ruling, because as we know, the Eternals known as WizKids play by their own rules at times and sometimes we are totally wrong and they will clarify as we go but as of now that's our belief and how we think it's going to work um this will be interesting uh i think this is more confusing (laughs) i think this is this is turned this went from simple to a little bit more confusing just by the wording on the power yeah maybe it's me however once again we're talking about a power that has some changes to it that is not seen that often yeah I mean, how many people are using it? Uh, as I said, that killing joke Joker, and who else? Going to have a huge impact, what do you think? I, th- I think you may see more people trying out a strategy. Because, I mean, before this, it was all about, well, if you're going to mastermind it on something, mastermind it on something that's not worth anything, or that you can generate a pog and mastermind it onto that. Something is useless, you know. Right. Now we may see more people saying, well, I'm going to mastermind it on something that's just a beat stick that's like 300 points you know i'm gonna bring a i'm gonna bring a 200 point piece with my 75 point mastermind piece and you're just not gonna be able to take them down you may see people trying that out and it may actually become pretty you know popular uh i mean a little bit powerful because you know it's lost some of its downsides you know now it used to be uh precision strike you couldn't mastermind the damage but now you can so you know it's lost some of its weaknesses it's actually gained some bonuses and uh i mean the only real down the only real counters is like energy explosion quake and pulse wave I, th- I think you could see some out there, but you know, like you said, with barrier and def- you know stuff like that, it really depends on if they make a cool piece with it that works really good. I agree here. I'm gonna take the mark roll. I'm gonna say ditto. Can't really add more <laughs> to that. Um, let's look at invincible. I think this one has the potential uh, to really sour some people. Mm. And I don't know why I kind of look at it. I kind of like it. However, we're looking at a power that's now some people might think is too powerful. And we're going to talk about Invincible. Invincible now states reduce damage taken by two, can reduce penetrating damage, takes a maximum of three damage at once. Now, before Invincible, after damage was taken, it reduced it in half. How was that worded? Damage dealt? You ignore half of the damage. It was ignore. So it was never a reduction power. So it got so psychic blast wouldn't work against it. Uh, exploit weakness wouldn't work against it. However, you would all, if you took two damage, you'd take one because only did half. But now it, the ability to reduce penetrate damage and the maximum of three, and it reduces uh, two automatically, all of a sudden throws poison out the window. Poison's yeah. never going to hurt. Mystics is now with their new wording where they're penetrating damage. Now uh, can't yeah. hurt Invincible. Yeah, Energy Invincible explosion can't hurt it. Yeah, it is. It has this power base, and then it, you, if you hit it for six, it's still only taking three. Yeah. So it is a power that can keep some pieces around. So this is a huge change. This is a total change the way this power is played. I thought it was very hard to try and figure out. It was always confusing with Invincible. Okay, divide it in half. How does that work? Mm -hmm. Talking to a new player, 
that's probably one of the harder powers to explain. When I hit you, why do you get the benefit of reducing because it's your half? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like on a three, on three damage, you would, you would take half of 1.5. And since you're the reducer, not the attacker, the reducer, since 1.5, you round up to two, you would only take one damage. Yeah. So it was always kind of a hard power to explain, to understand, especially the way impervious kind of work kind of like invulnerable invincible didn't work like either one of them mm-hmm. and now it looks like there's invulnerable there's impervious there's invincible and impervious and invincible is kind of close together but you can see the progression of them they all reduce by two they all have special powers to them invulnerable just reduces by two impervious can can avoid the damage well not avoid that reduce it to zero yeah but they can't handle penetrating, so psychic blast just goes right through them. And then you got invincible that reduces by two, but it avoids psychic blasts altogether. I mean, it can reduce psychic blasts. However, if you hit it for three, it can't slock it off. I mean, it's still going to take some. What do you think? Overpowered? I've already had people at my venue say, this is driving me crazy. This is way too overpowered. I think you had a good point in the last episode, and and basically, uh, WizKids is trying to reduce alpha strike or a one-shot ability you know like even with invincible you know you were able to be like okay i'm hitting you for eight or something well okay you still couldn't one-shot them but um you know now maximum three that means even if you death touch them and you hit them for six damage and that becomes 12 they're still only taking three damage even if it's psychic blast for 12 damage they're still only taking three damage to me it makes a a lot more sense this way in the past um you know you saw invincible at the start of these dolls and you were like well i can just pink them for one if if I hit him for two damage and that didn't make a lot of sense where, you know, this police cop walks by Superman and pinks him for one um, because he's doing two damage. Now it, I think it is definitely a very strong power, but I think it makes more sense to be at the start of the dial where, you know, they start out with this power and no matter what you do, unless you pulse wave them, you're not going to blow through his dial that quickly. So I like that. Um, I do think it makes it very hard to hurt the piece because, I mean, you basically, to get the full, do full damage against them, you got to hit them for five. And there's not a lot of pieces outside of an, holding an object that can just generate five damage out of nowhere. I think the Invincible is very, very sturdy. Um, I do think they may need to dial it back a little bit. It, it's 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 uncontrollable with the older pieces that they've given Invincible everywhere because it was a, a slightly weaker power. But I, hopefully they'll dial it back a little bit and just give it to the pieces that really are hard to hit or hard to damage. And, you know, give them impervious otherwise, you know. I, I definitely think it's stronger. Um, I definitely think it's going to make a big difference uh, in local and in meta play. I think it's a a benefit for the power. I don't know if it's a benefit for the game. I don't know. When it comes to progression teaching of the game, I think it makes more sense to go clumped in with invulnerable and impervious. Mm -hmm. When it comes to being overpowered, maybe. I I think I think it's going to keep pieces around. I kind of do like a counter to mystics. I'm going to be one of those odd voices out. I kind of like having a figure like a Superman at the top of his strength really does not care about mystics damage. I kind of like that. I kind of like his ability to shrug off some penetrating damage. It is Superman at yeah. the top of his dial. You know, 
He is a cosmic level powered being that should not be disturbed by a Clarion little mystics damage. Though, okay, if we're going to get into some really semantics, Superman has a weakness to magic, but let's not get into that. (laughs) Let's not try to bring sense to the reason why powers work. Okay, this is a superhero game. It's a game with superheroes, not a game that's supposed to mimic superheroes in comics, because if you're on the Marvel side, then Spider-Man walk around saying funny stuff all the time. And if you're on the DC side, uh, Superman be picking up the entire map that you're on and throwing it somewhere. (laughs) So... When we come to reality, we're going to have to kind of tone it back when we talk about this game. And so what I've done is I went out there and I kind of looked. And I pulled up how many Invincibles I, that have been given. And it looks like one of the larger sets to get Invincible. You want to take a guess? Um, is it is it like the last year or two? Yeah. We'll go. I just went modern age. Current okay. modern age. How about world's finest? World's Finest is up there, and you're going to find it a lot in the KC pieces. Three of them have it. And, of course, you know, like Superman's going to have it. Uh, Supergirl's going to have it. World's Finest is going to have it. However, Superman Wonder Woman has a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And on even with that is the latest set that just got put out. Oh, yeah. The Mighty Thor has a lot of Invincible in it. Definitely. Actually, if you look at the older Marvel sets, you don't have that much. What if only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine pieces in it with Invincible? Avengers Defenders only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in it with Invincible. Mm. And uh, Deadpool only had one, two, three, four, five in it. Spider-Man only had four, mm. and you're looking at, and we get down to Uncanny X-Men, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in it. So if you look on the Marvel side, it might point that we've been not getting cosmic-level pieces in a while. Mm-hmm. And so Invincible is not that huge on the Marvel side. So I kind of like the way it's done right now. I think it's a little bit more simple. Sorry, I was I was just gonna bring up. So what 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 do, what do you think about toughness now? Now we now we got three powers: invulnerability, impervious, and invincible. Reduce to reduce to reduce to extra benefit here, extra benefit here. Toughness is definitely standing out as like a well, I can reduce damage by one, and but I don't get any other benefit from it. Do you think? it would be feasible in the future to maybe phase toughness out and just replace it with something like super senses or combat reflexes, you know, because I mean, what is it really doing nowadays? You know, it's, it's not reducing as much as the other three reducers. It doesn't have any of the extra benefits and you're not being able to dodge it like super senses. You're not being harder to hit like combat reflexes. It's just kind of this weird in between, like it's, it's not as good as this. It's not as good as that. What is its real purpose? It's almost like it's representing a lower power set in the in the universe. You know, you know, I'm talking about the ability to absorb some damage. You know, really, to me, toughness is just around to avoid poison damage. Mm. I see all those colossals on their colossal retaliation. That they they have toughness, and what I think is, they just don't want poison to work against them. Yeah, I mean, I kind of look at toughness right now. I'm gonna say that's my default. 
I see toughness. I'm going, they just don't want them to get poisoned. But uh, now that they changed poison to be a, a bit harder to use, you know, you can't sidestep poison. You you know, you can't free action TK poison. You know, it's much harder to g- get into there. And it, I mean, if you don't have any damage reducers and someone walks up to you and goes pass, you can just try to break away or try to get TK'd out of the place or be carried out of place. You know, the poison isn't going to be so big. So, you know, with poison being changed, is toughness really what 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 use does toughness have now other than to reduce a little bit nothing i mean just to be able to give you a one off of damage and you know why it's going the way of the orange powers (laughs) it's going to be the leap climb oh man yeah now you mentioned that leap climb energy explosion a little bit good a little bit bad toughness yeah battle fury battle fury is probably the most effective of all the orange powers Back when I first started, Battle Fury was the one we all said, man, it's the worst power ever. <laughs> and now it has more use than Leap Climb, who we thought was the bomb back then before improved <laughs> movement. And Energy Explosion is this muddled power that's never got going. And now Toughness is this, oh, wow, my guy's got toughness. I'd almost rather roll out of something. You know, yeah. I understand what you're saying. A difference of one click, right? That's all it's saving you. Look at how many characters that do just a minimum of two damage, just can barely do two damage. You know, they can hurt you, whereas they can't hurt an invulnerable guy. Unless well, yeah, you got I mean, with Quake being locked at two if it's multiple characters, with Energy Explosion being locked at two, um, you know, Invuln, Impervious, and Invincible, they really stand out. But that toughness is still getting hit by that, you know? And like you said, minus poison or maybe even getting knocked back into a wall or something. Um, the, the toughness really doesn't make a big difference, especially, you know, if they're hitting you for five, six, seven damage, you're still going to get hit pretty hard, you know? So do you think toughness might go the way of uh, reduced power? Like to represent a character that's starting to get hurt. So it would be a transition from an involved or impervious down. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, not, it would never appear at the top of the dollars a major reducer for a character. I think, you know, we may end up seeing more just, you know, passive traded toughness or even incorporated into like, not really a team ability, but just maybe incorporated into a a combat ability. You know how they have indomitable, maybe Mm -hmm. give you a different kind of symbol that just means this guy's a little bit harder to damage. And it's just like, you know, traded toughness kind of you know and they can just put it on pieces and that way it doesn't take up a defense slot you know all right hey that sounds reasonable to me so do you see big impact at your venue with invincible oh yeah uh yeah i think it's gonna be a big impact um because invincible before now you know it was something where it was like well it's at the top of the dial blah 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 but now all these pickup power things they're gonna be going invincible 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 because there's just no way to crack it there's no way to just you know my golden king versus your jakeem thunder i choose invincible you choose invincible and we go 60 minutes just barely touching each other i mean that's going to be the game basically you know well it brings back the need for oil pulse waving out wit yeah 
Yeah. You're just going to have to have outwit because you got to get rid of that invincible so you can do some damage to it. Before, sometimes, I remember I made a whole team on Psychic Blast because Mm -hmm. at the time there was no invincible. Yeah. And my thought was, it was about a 400-point game, 500-point game. My thought was everybody on my team had Psychic Blast, and most pieces that would be showing up at this game would have impervious or invulnerability, Mm -hmm. and it would save me having to use outwit since i'm using outwit mainly on defensive powers then why not i'm not probably not going to face some uh super sense guys so using psychic blast was a way for me to cut through some uh, hard to start chopping down some of the big dogs so you know now invincible out there psychic blast takes a hit exploit weakness takes a hit and pulse wave and outwit get stronger yeah so invincible, and it really depends on how much invincible gets out there. If you're having to deal with it every time you come to the venue, then that's going to make an impact on the game. Oh yeah, definitely. It's so going to be it, one of those powers where, you know, those that play meta each week and they bring meta to a fun event, you know, every week invincible, and you're thinking, dang, can I have one week where I can bring out my fun pieces and actually damage you? You know. I think at the local venue, it's a big impact because it's a big change. I think for new players, it'll be easier to understand. It'll be more intuitive going with impervious and vulnerability. It weakens some other powers. There's a hidden impact across all powers and abilities with this one. But it's only impacted with the use in the game. Because we can sit here and say how many pieces, but we keep coming back to... If, if there are pieces that are used consistently at all times when this game is being played, then the then the impact of that power goes up. Mm-hmm. So if invincible pieces are played very consistently and at a high level, meaning at a high uh, frequency, then its impact on the game becomes even more pronounced, more than leap climb. Because I don't care what happens, leap climb's not played <laughs> that much. Not going to be used that much. It's not going to have that big impact. It's also one of those things you have to cut through to do the thing that to takes to win. Yeah, defensive powers are those powers that you have to go through in order to win the game. Yeah, the other powers you don't. It's this one that you have to go through. Whatever's on that defensive slot, you have to get through in order to lay damage on somebody. So it's in also a prime spot. It's not like a movement power. Yeah. Can have some impact or not. So uh, I do know some people that are very upset with it. Don't like it. It's uh, they're going to believe it's overpowered. I believe they also don't play invincible that much or play pieces that have invincible. So now it has another layer of problem to cut through. I think it's going to be a big impact. Do you think you think it's going to be a big impact, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. This could be one of those powers that people don't like. Could it change again? I'm in the camp of, you know, leave it alone. Let's see it play out. Unless it's just overbroken, and anything that becomes broken is usually because they have used it incorrectly on the dials of these figures. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I assume you're saying change it again. No, I I really like the consistency between the reduced damage taken by two, between all the three decent the de- 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 reductions re- reducers, and that, that's why toughness really stands out. I really feel like get rid of toughness because the other three work really well. 
You know, I think I think they're they're good. You got the basic invuln has no extra benefits, just re- reduced by two, and then you have a, a a clear hierarchy with you know this one reduces by two and maybe could reduce to zero if you're lucky, and then this one reduces by two and maximum three. You know, and then it can reduce penetrating. You know, it's a clear hierarchy, and I like that. And I think toughness is the the redheaded stepchild that doesn't really <laughs> belong anymore. So let's move on to the other big change in here and it's going to go regen so power action roll a die six heal a number of clicks equal to half the result round it up impact there matt what's our big impact at a local level well i mean uh no longer can you heal for zero so that's pretty cool um i know even just as recent as last week, you know, somebody sitting there going, okay, regen. Okay. I rolled a three. So they were, I think they were, uh, no, yeah. Roll for regen. They rolled a three. So they'd be normally healing up one. They're like, well, let me prob that. And then they roll like a two or a one or something. They don't heal up anything, you know, um, at least you're going to get a heal, a minimum one, basically, because even if you roll a one or two, you're still going to get heal one. And, but now it also means the maximum's three instead of four. Um, I, I, I think it's good because, you know, you're no longer regening so far up the dial, you know, as you could with four, you know, now, now you're going up three, which is more manageable than not come back down the three. So, and it's also something you can rely on better. Yeah. You don't have to run the risk of getting a zero. I mean, you don't, yeah. I mean, a one or two, there's no, it's, it's now for a players more reliable. You're, you're going to heal at least one. Mm-hmm. So you're guaranteed that that can be very beneficial now it lowers the maximum so some pieces that, that were designed where you could heal all the way back up and i'm thinking mary marvel wasn't she mm. designed where she could heal all the way back up yeah and also i mean also with regeneration is the i mean i know we're skipping forward a bit but you know a lot of pieces with stop also have regeneration and now with the new stop wording they get they heal up one less click that's where you know you could still heal zero if you were if you land on your stop, you go for the regen and you roll a one or a two, then you may heal zero. It, it's it's kind of weird, you know. It's like they're like making regeneration a better healing device than all these pieces that have the stop click regeneration. It's kind of like well, we made it worse because they both reduce they reduce the maximum amount, and then also you get heal minus one, so you can still heal zero. So it's kind of a weird effect. I'm not sure why they did that. Well, I kind of like it. I mean, if you have a stop click, I think you have a huge advantage to other clicks. That's true. Yeah, you can go back up and then bounce back onto it. I think that's where they they probably need to, if you have regeneration with a stop click, it needs to be like a once per game when you land onto this click instead of just you can keep healing, stop, healing, stop, healing, stop. You know, so I can kind of understand that part of it. I kind of agree with it because stop clicks are very powerful Mm -hmm. uh, and that they cause the other character a lot of actions. Uh, Characters with stop clicks require two actions to kill. One to knock them on the stop click and the second action. So that's 67% of your actions in a turn. That's so, true. That's true. So uh, in a 300-point game, which is the ones I play a lot of, that's a huge investment to have to take out to take out a clip, to take out a piece, and to have them also land on regen and then 
regen up where you have to go back through that same sequence. Yeah. You know, it's just too powerful. I, I do like the regens. Um, as I said before, I like how regen is very, is very steady now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as high. And they did come out with a ruling today, if you saw the change at Errata, that Count Nefaria mm. is, is going to increase his dial result by two, which I oh, mean, dang. does he... So with... There is no maximum actually on this. I put a maximum on it of three because six would be the highest, but I guess now... Yeah, yeah. Count Nefaria he, can roll an eight. So that yeah. means he could heal four. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that'd be Mary Marvel too. In the past, Mary Marvel could heal six, but now she can heal four. Mm-hmm. It says she did not don't decrease the result by two. However, I want to say that her des- her design was that six would get her back to the top. And does Nefarious say don't reduce it by two, or does he just say add a add two to the D roll? They changed it to add two to the dice roll. But what was it before? And don't reduce. Uh, let me pull them up. I think it was don't reduce by two. Okay. Uh, let me double check. And I did not double check what they did to Mary Marvel. I would assume they would do the exact same thing to her as Count Nefaria. But let me read his power. When he uses regeneration and has one action token, he does not subtract two from the die six roll. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess it also increases the chances of healing three then. Because, I mean, if you roll, I mean, normally you'd have to roll a five or a six to heal three. So if you roll a five or a six here, I mean, you're healing more. But if you roll, well, I guess it doesn't really increase the odds of it. It just shifts everything over. So that's pretty powerful for Count Nefaria. Definitely, yeah. He's now guaranteed two clicks Mm -hmm. every time he regems. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, if you look at his dial... That means he's guaranteed to go to the top of his dial if you knock him down to his first regen click. And guess what? He starts with invincible. Ah. So his maximum is three, and it's more than likely you're going to knock him down to his first one. So once again, I'm telling you people, pulse waving out with. Yeah. That is it. Pulse waving out with. All right. Um, Regen, big impact at the venue. I think it will have some impact and maybe not at the venue, but I think the, the maybe the medicine um, because of pick a power. I mean, I, I think the whole strategy with pick a power was to just fight, fight, fight. And then once you get got hit, just choose regeneration, you know, or still energy and just go to town and just heal right back up. And your opponent's not going to be able to heal up as well as you will. Then you just keep fight, fight, and fight. And now with regen, you know, the maximum they're going to be healing back up is three clicks. So hopefully that gives you a better chance of, you know, knocking them back down to where they were and a better chance of, you know, actually KOing them, you know, instead of them just regening right back up to the top of the dial. I think in that, that aspect, it's real good for the medicine, for the local scene. I don't think it's going to have a huge difference i think that people you know i think i don't think people play pieces because of regeneration i think it just ends up oh, okay i bounced on a regeneration let's use it I, I think it's gonna have about a neutral effect on the on the local scene i think the impact will be just felt in them learning the new new one and it, it might be a little bit more annoying because <laughs> now when they pop on the regen they're gonna heal and if you yeah. if your character on regen, it's going to be great because you got some minimums you're going to hit. 
you know, re- and and so the choice is easier. And if you're the person attacking, you're going to go great. But I don't know if it's going to make a huge impact. I'm, I agree with you, but I just think it's going to be one of these new powers that's going to be used a lot just because it shows up at your local venue a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it's good, though. I like it. I assume you like it. Yeah, I, I, I like it because it's more reliable. Cool. All right. Well, we got through the damage powers, spent a little bit more time than we wanted to on them, but I think there's there's some big things going on in there. Uh, in, Invincible is one of those huge ones, but we're going to move on to damage. We've got five powers we're going to talk about. Support, probability control, perplex, outwit, and leadership. We'll make these as, as uh, quick or as, as, as we can. Support, right now, um, it says power. Choose a target adjacent friendly character. If this character and the target are adjacent to any opposing characters, roll a two die six. As a result to the character's attack value, if that is equal to or higher than the target's defense value, roll a die six. The target is healed of that result, minus two, minimum two. This is not an attack. I think the big takeaway here is that it doesn't use the unmodified attack and defense values of the pieces. So um, what that means is that, you know, if, if you had a character that had support and perplex, you could perplex up your own attack to have a better chance of hit, hitting the the piece you want to heal or even, you know, uh, you know, just have someone perplex down their defense, you know, which is it's kind of weird. You probably would rather perplex up your own attack than perplex down the defense of someone you want to heal. But um, but now you can do that, you know, um, in the past, it still used um, replacement values. So if someone had defend and support, you know, they could defend and and share their defense and make it make your make the heat the person you want to heal's defense go lower so that it was easier to hit them. Um, but now, you know, you can perplex them down or anything, or you know, if you have uh, I don't know, you know, something like that. So now it uses the unmodified value, and it, it may not make a, a huge difference, but there may be more smaller instances where it does make a difference well yeah it is no longer using your unmodified it just uses whatever your defense value is i think you can perplex it down which you i remember when i first started game that's what we could do it was very simple it talked about it it was an attack then i believe but now not being an attack is there any big thing about that being not an attack why would they put that um maybe i mean I, i'm not really sure about how it worked in the past um this is one one issue i was always kind of confused about but like if someone had combat reflexes you were trying to heal and it was a cl- and it was a close attack you know it perhaps it would trigger their combat reflexes and they'd have have a plus two defense against it but now this is not an attack so it wouldn't it wouldn't uh trigger combat reflexes and probably anything else that would be like you know if this person's targeted by an attack or it maybe even shape change you know when the character would be targeted by an attack you know so it wouldn't trigger combat reflexes or even shape change anymore hey look who's here mr malone showed up (laughs) mark showed up (laughs) hey guys how How are you you doing mark yeah i'm great I'm great. Hey, man. Uh, well, Mark, we stayed on here long enough so you could join us. Uh, we're on support right now. We're just kind of talking it out. So big takeaways we have on support right now is that you can modify the attack value. You can modify the defense value when you roll to support. And we think that's a big thing. Right? Is that right, Matt? Yep. 
Yeah. So, and we're also looking at what we hadn't talked about is that minimum result of two. Is that big right now? I think I think it's good. You know, again, reliability, just <clears throat> like regeneration. It's weird that they they did it differently, where you still you still get you know the result or whatever you roll minus two. Um, I wonder why they didn't just go with the whole, you know, roll a d6 and heal a number of cl- and heal a number of clicks equal to half the result rounded up. I wonder why they they wanted to do that. I guess so that now you can, I mean, so that you can get a four, you can support somebody for four, but I don't, I'm not really sure. I mean, maybe that gives you a slight benefit to use and support over regeneration to heal somebody, I guess. I won't say I agree, but I do love the fact that it's minimum two now that came in handy the other day, Shay, when we played. Oh, please don't tell me. I, I say anything to make support a little bit more valuable okay that's pretty good and i do like the minimum two not an attack i understand what you're talking about if it was an attack then it might trigger combat reflexes anything like that and really what you're not when you're supporting your friend you're not really attacking them oh don't stab me with that that (laughs) band-aid don't poke me with that that uh that uh needle you know um uh i think I, I do find it odd in where we were just talking a little bit ago, Mark, about invulnerable, <clears throat> impervious, and invincible kind of being kind of cohesive together now and make more sense for a new player. Support and region do not go with each other now. Yeah, Region is half your die roll, and support now is still minus two. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And that makes it – I mean, Matt brought it up – that, once again, the, it kind of gets like, okay, when I regen, I have to do this. When I support, I have to do this. Yeah. But, Those are the little things that frustrate new players. They can't always uh, remember those things, and it is confusing. You're yeah. right. But I guess they wanted to keep the ability to get to four. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. So right now, one, <clears throat> two, three, four, On when you roll your – Support, if you roll a one, two, three, or four, you do a minimum of two. Yeah. Five and six are the ones that get above two. Yeah. So you're guaranteed two every time you roll, and which can can make a big difference in a game. Um, and once again, stop clicks hurt this. They reduce this by one, don't they? Yeah. Okay, I like to change support to reliability. What we're starting to see, I believe we're starting to see more reliability out of powers. They're trying to build reliability and simplicity in most powers. Other than Mastermind, please understand Mastermind is still confusing to me. <laughs> and they have something against the orange powers. They do. They don't like them. Well, as a Tennessee native, maybe you should complain. That is the state color. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe they don't like the volunteers. They don't like people running through the power tee. I will say, me and Mark both say it. It is so hard. We're we're getting kind of old to tell the difference between pink and orange. Mm. Sometimes That's true. I have to look at the cards now. I'm getting <laughs> my eyes just don't work the way they used to. That's for right. me, for me, it's like the light blue and the regular blue. I'll be like, "Is that prop? No, that's shape change." Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those, they have to be careful with those powers. So, okay, we're gonna move on right quick. We're gonna look at. Uh, my next power I had up, which is <clears throat> probability control. 
Okay, here's what they say. Once per turn, you may re-roll a target character's attack roll or breakaway roll. Targeted character must be within range and line of fire. Minimum range value of six. I won't say I like it because um, I don't want to get made fun of. No, we won't make fun of you today. <laughs> Frankly, much. I don't know that I used prob for much else. So what did we lose here? Just to make mm. sure everybody understands that. What's the, what, what was the, how was it worded before, Shay? Well, it, it, yeah. some losses that you're going to get are regen rolls. Uh, support rolls, since they're not an attack roll, you can't re-roll a support, oh, a support move. Okay. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. But well, you know, they made those powers more reliable, so maybe you yeah. don't need to re-roll them. Yes. Uh, yeah. they, you might need to re-roll that attack. And they, and they made blades more reliable, so maybe you right. don't need to re-roll that either. True. In, in the passage, it said, you know, uh, during you know your turn, you can re-roll one of your rolls. During your opponent's turn, you can re-roll one of their rolls. So it's kind of wide open. Anything you need to roll, they can make you re-roll as long as they can see you. Yeah. I think the big things were people were liking to use it on uh, Blaze Claws, Fangs, and Regen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they kind of yeah. addressed that after the complaints. Now, remember, there were no changes to Blaze Claws, Fangs, or Regen until the complaints about the loss on probability control. So this is a change to them based upon a powerful a powerful power being limited all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the outcry, I agree with you, Mark, uh, the way we were coming, we, we didn't use it for much other than attack and breakaway. Yeah. I think that's probably, I I just, for whatever reason, I didn't play a lot of regen characters. So that's Mm. why it didn't jump to mind. Um, yeah, I saw a very, very, very small use of it with leadership. Like if you know, if if you really needed to clear a token off of somebody, you know, you would use your one prob and just yeah. give yourself another chance to clear a token off of it. And th- that's about the only one I would say mm-hmm. has not been made much more reliable. <clears throat> Everything else seems to had been made more reliable. So you know in a vacuum prob probably looks like well you can't use it for all this other stuff now but when you compare it to everything else it's like well maybe you don't need to use it for everything else now right so. right that's true and the other thing i was thinking of you remember the one complaint <clears throat> i won't say complaint the one confusion that always happened is with new players well, why can't i re-roll their super senses yeah 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 so that became a very confusing aspect yeah, that's true so yeah. probability control now can has nothing to do with super senses mm-hmm. or impervious or you know anything like that. So maybe they looked at it from a what's the most frequent misunderstood thing that happens with prob? It is super senses impervious. Let's just take it out. Mm-hmm. Most are breakaways and unintended consequences when they try to simplify that power. Blaze claws things and region got made more reliable because of the, the of the huge loss for that mm-hmm. you know and yeah. actually if we look at it leadership is <clears throat> more reliable and we're going to get to that part of it is definitely yeah you're right about that mm-hmm. uh huge impact at the venue what do you think mark your venue you think prob's going to really make a big impact well i'm still fairly new over there but from my limited experience no i don't think it would it may be too early to tell. I don't know the players well enough to really comment yet, Shay. Okay. I th- I think it's going to take a little bit of time to get used to it. But, you know, as people start using the other powers and start, you know, 
realizing they're more reliable. I think as time goes on, people will understand and get used to the new probability control. I, th- I think it'll be okay. I don't think I don't think we're gonna see more piece people playing it or less people playing it. I think it's just gonna be one of those things that's bumpy at first, and then over time, you know, evens out and it's is pretty about neutral. I'm going to say at a local venue, you're right. I'm not going to agree at a national level. When I look at a national level event, I think right now the change to probability control weakened those maximum pieces. Mm. And I think that's going to have an impact on how people build their meta teams. You know, uh, if you're pumping out 13, 14 attacks, Mm. do you really need a prober? You know, I mean, I think I think That's now true. I think now the versatility of probability, you know, Mark says you love your options, right? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? You love your options. Well, now you yeah. only have two options with probability control. So if you're looking at it the way it used to be where it was anything within, you know, reason on your turn and anything in reason on <clears throat> their turn, your options have now shrank. Mm hmm. And now with less options, this power isn't as maximized as it used to be. I just think there might be a trickle of, there might be a small effect at the meta level. But you think, local local you level think, not. Do you think more people will be using perplex then instead of probability control? It could. I think it's gonna be situational on the top of team you have. If I'm looking at prob where I want to have prob is when I have a high defensive team. Mm-hmm. And I want to force you to really struggle to hit me. So if yeah. my strategy is you can't hit me, prob's going to be very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm looking at a team that is offensive, I think perplex gives me a lot more options in the mm-hmm. ability that if you have a low defense, I can up my damage or I can up my attack. Or if I'm if I want to go up and base you, I can up my defense. So, you know, perplex has this a little bit bigger impact and we're going to talk about its impact here in a second so i would think in aggressive teams probably but then you know what i could argue too then why on my defense team why not use perplex Mm -hmm. i don't know well i mean one good benefit is you know if you send if you you know perplex out your dude and throw him out there they can't outwit the perplex if it's all the way back on your side of the field, you know, but if he has probability control and you throw him out there, they can outwit the probability control and then attack him, and you, you can't do anything about it. Well, yeah, to, to your point, if he gets, if he gets perplexed and he gets hit, he still gets that perplex benefit yeah. now. Yeah. So, so that's another advantage. At your local venue, I think there is a built in and it comes back from the early early days of the game there's a built-in need for prob mm. there's a built-in training to have prob on your team so that's why i think at your local venue you're going to see prob still used because it's always been there it's yeah. a power in which people kind of rely on it's a crux and it's used mainly for uh attacks and breakaways but i'm talking your maximum teams mm-hmm. it's now going to be a harder decision on whether or not it's prob or perplex you know, because versatility is down on one and you only got greater versatility. So now you're trying to, you know, you hope we get a figure that has prob and perplex. That'd be really cool. Yeah. But, or like the shifting focus Batman that does lots of perplex. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to he be. be he, he, he become a big fan of that guy. I mean, the shifting <laughs> focus Batman, as me and Mark were talking about when we played him, and we're always talking about perplex, but it's like 
he was on the battlefield. There's no reason to shift him out. Yeah. You just want him left in. He is the yellow jacket from Civil War on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we I, mean, play the, I think between us, we've played several matches with him, and we both have ended up just leaving him in the entire time. Yeah. I mean, ra- ra- rarely ever taking him out for one of the other guys. I mean, all friendly characters can have one value perplexed if they're within his range. Mm. As long as it's not damage, right, Mark? Is it, you can't, uh, he, can't do dam- he can't do damage. But that's huge now. <laughs> I was just thinking, you asked me about my local venue, and I was just thinking through the last two tournaments I've had. Both times, everybody else has brought theme teams with multiple probs. Yeah. So so that, and this last tournament, I happened to have two prob guys, and I ended up getting that Earth's Guardian prob out of Doctor Strange. So there was a lot of re-rolling in that game. Yeah. So... Yeah. Those guys really like. So to answer your question from earlier, they really love prob, Shay. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the more I think about it. They love prob. We all love prob because, you know, you bring up a great point. Theme team probs out there. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. going to have to live by these same rules. I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, with, you know, uh, the, I think it's 75-point Goblin King, which I think is going to be just it, – it's just going to become the the – Lichpen support piece. Um, see how often are they going to use perplex, and how often they're going to use probability control. Especially with some of these other pieces, there's plenty of plenty of ways to modify the values. But you know, the perplex being interesting. I don't know. I like it. I think it's easier to teach new players how to do use it. I, I, I like how you don't need as much probability control because all these other powers got more reliable. So I think it's a net gain for the game. I agree. Well, here I am doing ditto. Um uh-huh. all right. So let's go to perplex. So we're now talking about and now a power that I didn't think was as powerful as prob has now entered into the conversation as maybe being more powerful than prob. So let's look at what they changed to it to cause that. So this is free minimum range of six, choose a target character within range and line of fire, modify that one of that targets combat views by plus one or minus one until your next turn. Uh, Matt, why don't you start us with this one? What's the big thing here? Well, it used to be whenever the character would be healed or take damage, the effect would go away. But now it sticks around. So you can you can use it offensively and lower somebody's defense by one and then just shoot them and with everybody you got and they'll still have the minus one. Or you can, you know, put it on your put it on your own dude, perplex up his defense, and you know, even if he gets hit, he'll still have plus one defense. I think seeing how probability control was kind of reined in i think perplex was buffed a bit and i think it it, it has definitely become much closer and in, in a close rank as a support power with probability control my my perception and maybe it's wrong is when i started playing again with you i thought that's how perplex worked way back you know years ago uh, where you, when you when you perplex someone and they took the hit, it still stayed on. So uh, it, playing you, I had to adjust that, you know, my thinking. So for me, I, I personally like this change uh, to a large extent because I was more comfortable. That's the way I thought it was when I came back to the game. But uh, it, it does strengthen perplex a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, I think perplex gets a huge boost, and now – could be up there as one of the top two support powers to have. 
which then once again makes those pick a power pieces so powerful with your ability oh, to yeah. adapt to any situation. Yeah. But if, if we're looking at playing without pick a power pieces, a perplex is up in the top two that you must make sure you have on your team. Especially uh, with any any of these special perplexes where you get like a plus two. That's that's oh, huge. You know, I mean oh. you perplex perplex a defense plus two. You got an eighteen, they hit you, and you, yep. now you bounce on a seventeen, you still got a nineteen at that point, you know. Yep. Much harder to hit. It's just and, yes. And it's always it's also good in the fact that sometimes people get that lucky shot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and take you out. But then with the perplex still staying there, your defense is probably still high. And so can they make two lucky shots? Yeah. Instead yeah. of watching it drop two, they're not going to sit there. Oh, you're instead of because let's look at it. Let's say your figure starts with 18. So you have the Green Lantern, Al Jordan, who perplex yeah. has done it twice in a row, which is, <laughs> I abused at the last tournament. I, like, I mean, I abused it. I mean, I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm okay with it. I had world's finest out there, and I perplexed up the defense every time. <laughs> really? Okay. Can I just interject I, I, again here, Shay? <laughs> what you call abuse, I call proper usage. Hey, I agree with you. And and, oh, and you agree when you're on the offensive end. Yeah, I can. Uh, uh, and 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 just to make it worse, people. Yes, I was that slimy dude, and I didn't think I was being slimy. I was that slimy dude that not only did that, but also set them all inside the boxing ring. Oh, okay. Bring it in if you want to. Otherwise, <laughs> world's finest flying out, hypersonic running back in. Oh, Boy. dang. <laughs> I know. I was that guy. What, what kind of bre- What kind of bread did you bring to the cheese party? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please, people. That was a that was a as a last minute decision. It was supposed to be Doomsday instead of World's oh, Finest. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be Doomsday. So give me some props for that. I was going to play Doomsday with the ring. And the buddy who picked up for me didn't bring it. Yes, David, I'm talking about you. You did not bring it. So I brought out World's Finest because I got I need a 300 point piece, and I just chose the easy button. I go, well, here's World's Finest. I'll, I'll just play them. I put them in there. That all being said. <laughs> It is incredibly powerful to do that. Because let's take into account, World's Finals was at an 18, has a plus two, that's a 20. You have to roll something like a 10 to hit him. And you get lucky and you hit him, and he drops to a 17. Previous rules, Superman would have lost three clicks to his defense, three uh, points to his defense mm-hmm. by that one attack, right? So now he's at a 17. However, within current rules, he's just going to drop to a 19. Yeah. So you still got to roll a nine with your next character, and if you're is, if you're still in the boxing ring, then well, it's abusive. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's usage. <laughs> it's usage. That's right. It is. I I am now a mark believer. So what do we think? Pretty good. You like this change? What do you think, Mark? You like it? You said I you do. did. Yeah, oh, I yeah. do. You do, Matt. Dude, these pieces that can perplex plus two is gonna be nuts. That will be yeah. nuts. And here's the problem. Al Jordan's a pickup hour piece, too. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how the our favorite pieces keep coming up in these conversations. <laughs> That's it. I know. Throg? Yeah. Throg can products plus two. Throg? Oh, my gosh. You mean, uh, oh, yeah. Kenny? 
Yeah, if if it has animal or pet Avengers keyword, he can modify combat value except damage plus two. Wow. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so so that's powerful. And he and you know what? You being able to keep it to end your turn, I think that helps defense more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Defense is the only power that's going to have to be multi, multi-checked. Like most things are checked one time. Yeah. So I don't think that it makes that big a difference that it's plus two and it's going to keep to your next turn. But defense can be checked multiple times in a turn. Yeah. So since it can be multiple times, that becomes very powerful. So defensively, perplex is huge. Yeah. Offensively, it didn't change. I don't think it changed offensively. I have permanent two plus two to my damage. Well, I only attack one person. It was yeah. always going to be that. Right. Right. I mean, unless you have flurry. Yeah. Did it go? But did, would it go away because you neither were healed nor damaged? Well, I was just, I'm just saying, you know, if if you, it with damage depletion modifier gone, you know, if, if you have any ability to continue making attacks, like with that Hawkeye that yeah, that can continue, say, Hawkeye. Thing, yeah, you know, you perplex them up to his. Well, you can't do damage. A lot of these you can't do damage, but oh, you know. not Al Jordan. That'd be nasty. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine Al Jordan knocking that green that uh, arrow up to a four damage? Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, I have to ask you: Have you lost a game playing Al Jordan? No, I got it. I, I, I haven't I either. And no, only I because haven't. you and I haven't played him against each other, where someone had to lose. But mm. yeah, I'm undefeated with him as well. Uh, he's he's a interesting piece. Now he's very brittle, and I think he's a. He's not as abusive as Goblin King or any of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because he's just a little bit more – because he can only pick one standard power. But little – little, and I, I know this is an aside, and I might have to cut this out but because <laughs> I have to trim it. But I think a huge thing that he does that a lot of people don't realize is his size change yeah. makes a huge difference in his oh, entire yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he has sidestep also, so no matter what you do to him, he can even if he's carried, he can get a couple more spaces. And mm-hmm. eighteen defense, I mean, he can. He's got an interesting set. And when I first saw him, I was like, eh. But the yeah. size change is huge. Yeah. yeah. The ability to go to clock to go to giant and get a be able to break away from some pieces mm-hmm. when you go really tiny. need to. Yeah, go tiny when you need more defensive range from range. Yes, I was turning them tiny. Yeah. In the boxing ring. You want to know how more? <laughs> <laughs> and when he wasn't tiny, you ready for this? When he wasn't tiny? I might have played this wrong. I probably did. <laughs> you need to cut this out if you did. I probably did. You'll lose but... your credibility. Now, I, I don't think I played this wrong because I think I played this right. I think even though he went tiny, uh, yeah, yeah, the equipment didn't go anywhere. It just stayed there. He just couldn't use it. And then when he came back standard, he could use it. Anyway, I had I had um, Eclipso on him. So I was giving him Pervious, too. Wow, Eclipso. Okay, so you, you said this. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah that wasn't. No, and, and don't even think about I had a Bat Knight also on the team. Oh, my Lord. So he could carry him anywhere. Okay, understand what the... Let me just quickly (laughs) tell you all. The team was built around Doomsday. And I had a theme. I had Mixie. So I had Mixie on there. I was going to have Doomsday. I was going to have Bat Knight. And I was going to have Eclipso. 
charged uh, Al Jordan, and I was trying to get this evil team base, right? I, it just so happened I didn't have a doomsday, so it had to be world's finest. But it's fun to play. All right, we got to move on. <clears throat> so perplex, huge. I think it's going to make a big impact. I think it's going to be – I think it will start slow, but as players start to realize its power, I think it might pick up at a local venue. I think – I remember when we were first playing, perplex was was automatic every time, uh, wasn't it, Mark? Was yeah, like, I remember I remember learning what a con artist could do when some guy brought three of them. The hooker bomb. <laughs> yeah, it just started wasting me. Yeah, that was a learning experience. I'm a little bit more happier that my HC realms use him as perplexinator. I think I think it's going to be a more popular power, and I think these plus two perplexes are going to be amazing. Okay, let's move on to perplexinator. I like that. Oh yeah. So let's look at outwit. Uh, let me read outwit right quick. Max, minimum range value of six. Choose a power, standard or special, and a target opposing character within range and line of fire. The target can't use chosen power until your next turn. So it no longer depends on what's showing on your dial. Mm-hmm. It just depends on, I would assume, what's on your card. Is that right? Am I missing that point, or is it what's on the pack? Because since it says special, I would assume what's on the card. If it's on your card, you can outwit it. Yeah, I mean, you could choose. Yeah, for the special, you definitely would want to look on their card. For the standard, you could just choose anything on the pack. Yeah. Right. And and that would affect your pick of power pieces, too. It would. Yeah. Because so, I can say hypersonic. So no. Right. You can outwit hypersonic for, for Al Jordan, for example, back to him. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And he's done. He can't do it. And I can outwit anything. They also talked about you can outwit the willpower that's included with Indomitable. Yeah. <clears throat> right. No longer outwit combat abilities. Correct. So You can't outwit the flight ability anymore. Yeah. Nor Earthbound neutralizes, we found out. Mm-hmm. It is more powerful. I kind of like this. I because to me, it makes sense. I always think of Batman when I think of outwit. He's my prototypical outwitter right. mm-hmm. from where I started. And I think about his crazy plans, and he's playing for all your powers. Right. Mm-hmm. He, it, it doesn't matter what's showing. He has planned for it. So if he doesn't want you to just hypersonic, he's already taking it out. It doesn't matter if you're using it to begin with or not. He has a plan to make sure you don't get to use it. I was going to look something up. I was wondering if this would be pretty interesting because I'm thinking they changed something. Nice. Okay. I don't know how long it's been like this, but Batman ally stealth. I mean, okay. You can't target them. Sure. Okay. This is kind of dumb that I mentioned this, but now you can say, (laughs) can't use stealth. So now they couldn't use their team ability, which is in the past. You couldn't outwit the team ability, but now you can say you can't use stealth. And it kind of gets around that, so. But you have to see him first. Yeah, right. that, that's the difference. Yeah, that, that's the big difference. I mean, like, I guess if they were sitting on top of an object, well, okay, that wouldn't matter. Okay, you're sitting on top of object, you TK the object out from underneath them, and then you say you can't use stealth, and then that <laughs> way on their next turn, if they try to run and jump into hindering or something, it don't work. But I, I like it. I like that you can choose anything. It. it you know, you can even what what I love about it is like you could choose a power that's later in their dial 
like let's say they bounce onto special regen and all this kind of stuff you know they could use free regen or something you just say you don't get to use that and then you go punch them and even if they bounce onto it they still can't use it right so i think there it has a lot more strategic use and uh, I think we were in a weird position in the game where we had pieces like Nick Fury and the orange battery that said can't use. And then you had other pieces that was countering powers and, you know, can't use had certain restrictions, countered had certain restrictions. And now everything is in line, can't use. And I really like how it's just everything is in line there. Well, I guess what my, when I saw this and was thinking about the pick a power guys, when you're playing against them, especially, I, I consider myself a new player when it comes to those guys. They seemed a little intimidating, and there was really it was difficult to to counter them. So this mm-hmm. gives you, uh, you know. A weapon you could put in your, in your own arsenal to, to combat those guys. Yeah. So I, I like it a lot. And so in my mind, it's it's also consistent with what the power really means. You know, you're you're taking away something the other guy has, and so I think it's great personally. Well, and I told you, Shay, we play. You know, some guy brought Jakeem to the tournament on Sunday, and I asked when we first sat down, "Are we going to play new rules or old?" They said old. Like bummer. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, it's hard. It's, it's hard to contain Jakeem. But I'm gonna throw this out here. Here's an interesting. I'm gonna look at it from a competitive, strategic point of view. Outwit is gonna have an interesting layer added to it, in that it now has a planning layer. And what I mean by that is that before you would use Outwit in a reactive way or a aggressive way um and now you can actually use it in another layer in that i've got psychic blast i i i know your dial you have impervious i'm gonna hit you psychic blast and i know what's gonna come up right after it right mm-hmm. right and i need i have this other figure that i know can't damage you unless i outwit this new power that's going to come up and then they're going to be able to finish you off yeah. so it adds this future strategic element to outwit so it can extend past this reactive you know i think against the pick a power pieces i think it's still going to be more reactive mm-hmm. because i can't go up to jakeem go okay you can't use hypersonic i mean i guess i could i could take an option choose, away they're just going to choose run in shot and shoot you yeah, they're going to choose running shot and a pulse wave. Yeah. I'm going to take their pulse wave away and they're going to choose hypersonic. Yeah. And so, or they're going to choose outwit to get my outwit. The reactive's easier. I keep my outwit out of range until I need to come up and do something to Jakeem. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be a strategy. You keep your outwit back until you need them out there. You're not going to expose your outwit until you have to. And yeah. you're going to have to have a follow up with it. So the outwit is kind of out there. It's also why I believe Doc Ock becomes this power piece because he has outwit. Mm-hmm. And so with this <clears throat> outwit and his ability to attack four times and his ability to attack after being being uh, moved, mm-hmm. if you take the token off from first, and let me remind you, do that because in a high-level game when you don't, it will call you on it. Yeah. <laughs> and so... He's he's going to be this piece, I think, that this new outwit increases his ability to do something. I don't know. I kind of like it. I'm with you. I kind of like the power to be able to kind of limit some stuff. 
And I like the uh, strategic element of being able to plan ahead and maybe knock some stuff out. So, cool. All right. Uh, anything to add to it? I do, I do kind of wish you could outwit combat abilities because I would really like to be able to turn off somebody's flight, you know, or, um, you know, do something similar to that. Maybe even turn off someone's dolphin symbol and... Um, you know, make it harder for them to move through the water that they positioned them in and stuff. Oh, um, that'd be, I, that, that'd be cool. And for those of you that don't know, that'd be fun, actually. Yeah, I believe Malone is cracking open some boosters. Oh, okay. Is that happening, uh, Mark? It's finished. Oh, okay. You want to know what chase I got? Yeah, Chase, yes, we do. Maybe it's one of the ones we wanted. Yeah, Thor. Uh, which which Thor? The one with Mjolnir. Nice. Oh. That's the one I said I wanted at the beginning of the episode. It has, like, the coolest sculpt ever, too. <laughs> it so. does, yeah. <laughs> Malone. How many chases do you get? Just one? Just the one. How many super rares? Uh, I haven't counted, but I actually did pretty well there. That's uh-huh. a good chase to get. I, lo- I'm, I love Mjolnir. For multiple reasons. Okay. Yeah. Malone, we hate you. <laughs> I, I am not going to send you a mistress death. I will not <laughs> let that happen. That's funny. <laughs> so this is multitasking. I'm trying to stay quiet because my wife went to bed. I'm cracking open boosters and I'm talking oh, to you guys. Oh, so. my gosh. It's like, it's like we need an AA meeting, guys. <laughs> this will probably get edited out. So. <laughs> That's it. What's that crinkling noise? Oh, he's hitting the juice, man. He's hitting the yeah. juice card. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's... Taps the vein. That's it, baby. All right, uh, let's jump into leadership. Uh, leadership. At the beginning of the turn, for all characters that can use this power, action total plus one. At the beginning of the turn, you may roll a die six. Five to six. If you roll a five to six, remove an action token from an adjacent friendly character that's less points or shares a keyword. Matt, you want to take that one? Sure. Uh, I lo- I've I love leadership. Um, you know, uh, about a week or two ago, I played a team of uh, six copies of the 50-point Captain America from Avengers Defenders War that had a special leadership. And the whole idea was to just get as many extra actions as you could and just move all of them all around the field. They also had the Avengers team ability, which has now changed and the whole strategy has gone out the window, but I, I love that. Um, you know, you get the action total plus one guaranteed. So in that way, it's more reliable, but now you're maxed out at that action total plus one. You, you can't get two extra actions or three extra actions. Right. Now that they've changed justice league team ability and Avengers team ability, it's going to make it harder to have these extra actions for, to move around and do stuff. That's going to be interesting. And then now you can remove tokens from friendly characters that are more points as long as they share a keyword. And that's pretty freaking huge. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, if we see a piece that's really cheap and has good keywords and has leadership, it could be a pretty decent, you know, addition to many teams. I would say simply it took 15 years but they finally got leadership right oh all right yeah okay i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna say ditto right there i'm gonna yeah. be all over that one because he's right that 
Uh, leadership has gone through the same iterations that Energy Explosion has. Right. It's changed so many times since I've been playing this game that it, I am glad just to see that, number one, it's more reliable, which I think that's the theme we're seeing over powers and abilities card. Yeah, yeah. More yeah. reliable. Uh, it has a little bit more power with a shared keyword, and it's yep. not named keyword, so it could, I mean, it can yep. be a generic one. And that creates some great possibilities, especially if we look at some pieces that people love, where we complained about the uh, Leonardo that couldn't take tokens off the off the turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pieces like that that can interact with other pieces that are their keyword that make more fun. I think this really hits the venue player. Swarm teams are at the venue level. That's where they have a lot of fun with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gives a swarm team an automatic plus a four, four actions on a three hundred point game. And then usually swarm teams are themed, and you might have a low point um, uh, leadership in there. And all of a sudden, you're starting to take points off. I think of one of the figures that now I'm like, uh, wow, that's pretty good. And it is the. Uh, Animal keyword with Gertrude York's and Old Lace. Uh, okay. Yeah. And their ability to take, if you have two of them, their ability to take tokens off each other. Mm. And But the nice thing is they didn't go too crazy by allowing you to add multiple, multiple actions because you don't want to overpower the pog teams, the swarm teams. You don't. That I mean, is they're, a, because they're pretty tough anyway, frankly. But uh, I tell you, one piece I'm really, I've always liked, but I'm, I'm really liking a lot more is that uh, Commissioner Gordon from Joker's Wild, you know, he has the police team ability, which is useful. He, and oh, yeah. he has, uh, if he's the only character on the team using the police team ability, modify the defense value of the target by minus two instead of minus one. That's a trait. Then for his first two clicks, he can use enhancement and leadership. If uh, I mean, he can use each only if no other character has used the power this turn. So, like, you know, he can clear. T- and he has Batman family and Gotham City keyword with police, politician, and detective. So he can clear tokens, and he's only 30 points. So he can clear tokens off of anybody of those keywords. He can enhance them up. He can lower the defense value of someone within line of fire. Wow. He's a Swiss Army knife, is what he is. Yeah, he can, and he can do a whole lot for thirty points. I really, really like him. So he pretty much got bumped up to General Lane power status because you remember General Lane could take a token off of any soldier, Mm -hmm. which is basically now any soldier with leadership can do that. Yeah, Yeah. big thing. But he, but then he, General Lane was also considered. uh, He brought the Superman team ability to everybody, not Superman team, Superman enemy team ability. Yeah, Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, but he did enhancement also. Yeah, so. he does enhancement leadership, but Gordon does it for thirty points cheaper or ten points cheaper. Ten points cheaper, and he has where Lane would bring out wit. He brings perplex and a negative perplex with PD for range attack. So mm-hmm. pretty good trade off. I, I agree with that. Leadership, I think, gets more powerful. I think this is a big impact at your venues. Because it gives them the ability to, um, it gives them the ability to, like, you know, create more swarm teams, which I think are fun at the venue. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I agree. Hey, let's look at this. This is big. Uh, powers and abilities card. These new powers. 
looking at as a whole, where's the state of our game? Let's look at a local venue. Where does this bring the state of our game with this new big rule change? And this is a big one. Big new rule change is probably the biggest since uh, when right before me and Mark started playing the no action after taxi rulings. Uh, where does this bring us? Overall, you think? Yeah. I think I think we're going to go away from the one shot and more towards the I'm tanky and I can I can I can heal myself back up and it's going to games are going to take very long. So longer games. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Um I don't know that I've given it a lot of thought, but I, th- I think Matt makes a good point. Uh, longer games, um, it does get a little easier for newer players in some instances, and some it doesn't. So I don't know that I've got a strong feeling at this point. Time will tell. Yeah, time will tell. Uh, my thing about the state of the game, when we look at it as a game, okay, as a game, I'm going to look at it as a game, as a game, it has become a little bit more streamlined. Uh, it makes more sense in certain places. Within that, always helps with expansion of the game into areas. It still has kept a level of depth and strategy strategy to it. But if I look at it not as a game, but as a community, this is a very fracturous change. When I say fracturous, I think there's going to be a fracture. I think when you made this change, you set yourself up for new people coming in, but you might tick some people off. Yeah. Especially with the change coming after three straight sets, a set every month. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's where, I've talked about it before, I think that's where some burnout's hitting. hitting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, Mark's just getting back into the game, so it's still kind of new and fun and exciting. But if you've been in the game since last August, how many sets have you invested in? Yeah. How many of these powers have now been changed to where those pieces that you thought were really good mm-hmm. are now s- struggling? Um, how many strategies did you have planned out that are now changed? And even though you knew these rule changes were coming, it's now out in front of you. Do you want to invest in this game anymore? It gives this this pause right here. It gives people a chance to decide whether or not they want to continue. Yeah. You know, it's like stopping the momentum of their car and going, "Do you want to get off?" Yeah. Mm. And let me put it like this: the only thing I can compare it to is back when I used to work at Magic World. I used to drive the r- dragon coaster, and a dragon coaster is this hot thing that just stand on this big metal plate and you ran this little coaster around and it'd go around about four times and come off. It'd take about two minutes. And at the end of the end of the day, end of my shift, right when the, the uh, park's getting ready to close, parents would come over and there's a bench sitting right outside where you do the dragon coaster. I wouldn't have a line. So kids would get on the dragon coaster and ride around. And as long as I never made the kids get off, they would stay in there and the parents would sit on that bench. But I knew if I ever stopped and made the kids get off and walk out, the parents are grabbing the head home. Mm. So my point is, is that when you make a pause in this momentum, you give people a chance to really evaluate where if they want to continue or not. Sometimes people take a pause after so much has been dumped on them. I think we are seeing some kickback. I don't think it's going to be that big. Okay, I've said all that. That could be a fracture. I don't think it's going to affect a lot. I think these are really cool changes. I think people are going to adapt to them. 
the great thing is the set they put out is amazing. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, the other thing is that Elseworlds was pretty good. What if, if I had to say it all, is probably the worst set they've put out of all the sets they put out so far. I mean, in this year. Yeah. It's probably the worst set. And it's only because the sculpts weren't that in, uh, inspiring and they're and the reuse of sculpts was maybe done too much. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And so, uh, and I think that hurt the figures because me and Mark have played those figures and they're actually pretty cool figures once you play yeah. them. It's just getting yeah, definitely. over, yeah, over that reuse. I don't dislike mm-hmm. the set as much as you do, but the, the reuse of figures is frustrating. I think I think the game is going in a great direction. If they're gonna if they're gonna start thinking stuff through, then I love. Okay, if they're gonna try to keep everything streamlined, they're gonna try to do stuff like that and try to make it where the rules on themselves aren't like uh, shoved into like little cheese board. I mean, not cheese boards. I don't know what I'm trying to say. They're just shoved in randomly. That they have this overarching plan on how they're gonna add stuff. Then this game's got a lot of health and it can add a lot of players. But I will say that the emphasis, and I'm gonna put this emphasis, is that this this change is only as good as we promote it. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. Wiz, WizKids isn't bringing in the new players. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. What do y'all think? I agree. I agree. I mean, Sidekick Knight is a nice is a nice idea. But, you know, how easy is it for venues to sign up for it? You know, it, it's honestly something WizKids should just be sending the stores in general. Just to be like, here, you know, if, if you're if you're selling anything HeroClix, have a Sidekick Knight kit. You know, it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be the prerogative of the store to look into it, you know. And a lot of this stuff is the prerogative of the store. It's the, you know, it's on the players to do this. It's on the players to do that. So, yeah, I, I definitely think a large part of it is what the players promote. And it, the rules, you know, how the players teach the other players the new rules. You know, because not every, not every, not every person is going to go out there and spend, what, $25 for the new starter set? Oh, that's true. You're not. So it's up to it's up to the people that are knowledgeable to help explain it to the other players, so they don't feel like they you know they lost out because they don't have the new rule book. I, I was going to say I'll tell this little story. I think I told you this, Shay. My college age son was home this summer and offered to play some clicks, and he had played when he was how old, shape seven or so, way back. Oh, yeah. He's pretty but good. But he didn't too. really remember my – yeah, he was pretty decent at, at his age. But anyway, I'm teaching him a game, and every time he tried to do something, I would say, well, he gets plus two to his defense against range. Oh, well, that's plus two for this, or that's minus. And he finally said, there's too much red tape in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> So, but it's funny, but there's some truth to it, I guess. If you're learning the game, it can be a little overwhelming. So that's why I guess I'm anything that simplifies is without ruining the strategy is is mm-hmm. a good thing. So I, I guess Shane, I'll ask you. You've got a pretty experienced or seasoned venue. Are they are they excited about the rules in general? I think they're excited about the set. Uh, they're learning the rules. A couple aren't too happy with a, a few rules. I think the biggest thing that will be a big help is like Matt said, it's going to extend the length of games. And what that means is that new players, when you go out and you play in a venue, you're not getting one shot. Yeah. So you still got a fighter's chance. So you can go make a big mistake and your 
Yeah. And, and you're not getting wiped every turn, every yeah. time. You know what? You play 20 minutes, get 300 points taken from you. Yeah. You know? When I was when I was at the venue Sunday, I asked a few questions, and I'm just getting to know the the guys there. I didn't get a lot of feedback on the new rules. It was the new set. That's what they were mm. talking about. Yeah. So. The internet has made this process so much easier for Wiz Kids because oh, yeah. of the resources out there. And the videos, tabletop, yeah, tabletop teacher, all that going through. The player base is so much more knowledgeable about the rules, and there's going to be less. I'm hoping there'll be less fracture from the understanding of the rules, because you know, back in the day, going from venue to venue, you never knew how they were going to interpret stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, you would go there, you would throw out your interpretation. This is the way I used to play. I used to go there and I say. I would play something. They said, no, we, you can't do that here. You can't do that. Yeah. And, you know, like I'd ask the judge, he'd say, no, the ruling is this. Even though I disagreed or knew the actual ruling, it was not it was not worth the bad will to try to talk to a venue. Yeah. So you're always going trying to figure out, you know, which style I'm going to play. Under this new set, these could be more seamlessly implemented from the community. And once again, I say it's the community that grows this game. It's the community that does this. I hope we don't lose too many of those top players. Now, we have some people who are very passionate about the game, but I think also you're going to find that it's an investment. Everything you do is an investment, and if they mm-hmm. if they if they get mad and they don't feel like the investment's worth it anymore, you might lose some of your really good players. And yeah. but hopefully, if, if you don't go out and promote with this new type of game, you can bring more in. So I think that's I a great point about the investment. I think I think if, if I think if WizKids looked at it more of like an investment, I think maybe they would be able to retain some of those players. We, I mean, I, I currently have a local player. Um, he's no longer playing the game, but you know, uh, you know, he, he every now every now and then he he posts online, and you know, for him, it, a big part of it was his investment just wasn't paying him back. You know, like you know, he he'd invest a lot of money into you know, a brick or a case of something, and he just wouldn't pull you know a, a decent amount worth his money, or you know, he would invest his time to learn the new rules, and then here comes these new rules and all these pieces that he really liked have changed. I think for an investment, you you want to be able to, you know, you put money into something, but you also wanted to get get something back out. And I think, well, I think it's a native part of collectible games. It's harder to do that, but I think if if WizKids would try a little bit harder to um, maybe include more participation prizes and events, and 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 just try to send maybe send more free stuff to stores maybe you know uh even for promotional purposes so players can go well i don't have to invest very much but look what i'm getting out of it you know um it makes it much more uh, attractive than you know than another game like magic the gathering where it's like well you know if you want to even start playing you got to invest this huge amount I think I think it's a, a if WizKids could approach it a, bit, a little bit better, make it a, a easier way to invest little, but get be able to jump right into the game. I think it'd be good. Well, I, let me ask you this, Mark. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on Mark a little bit. So Mark, <laughs> so so you, you you're one of those players that took a pause. A long pause, kind of, but yes. Yeah, you know you're one of those guys that was had that momentum train. I, the dragon coaster stopped. You got off, walked out, and you walked away for a little while. 
I mean, you kind of stayed in it, but you, you just kind of walked away, you know, didn't invest much. So what really got you going again? Huh? That's a good question. Um, can I guess? Go ahead. I think a set came out with some pieces that you're like, I love those characters. I got to have them. That helped because, um, the really first set I, I bought some of the, um, Deadpool set, but then I bought a bunch of the uh, Avengers Defenders, which was one that excited me. Frankly, it was um, I, what drove me out of the game, and Shay, Shay knows this, is our, the venue that we were. I was playing back in Tennessee, and Shay had moved away. Um, was the, the the judge there was somebody I had taught how to play, and it, mm. it just it, it went south. Um, so I stopped playing for quite a few years, and but. And I actually uh, would, my wife actually would buy clicks for me per- periodically. I had more than you might think, Shay, when I went oh, through yeah. and started cataloging. But it was always, I, I just, for whatever reason, the bad taste from that venue, I just never really uh, tried to find one here. Um, mm-hmm. So my wife actually suggested, why don't you just get a webcam and you and Shay start playing? So mm-hmm. once you get that that going again, that's when I did some digging in. And the guys at the venue, I've played, I guess I've played three tournaments there. I've been great. And I've won two of them, so that makes me happy. That's always good. So. <laughs> uh, but but all kid, it's not really about the winning, although that's nice. But the guys have been really cool. Uh, we've been giving each other some figures. They know mm-hmm. that I have, I have been out of game, so they've given me a few things that I don't have. And <laughs> I've given them some stuff as well. So cool. And, of course, going to Origins. Oh, yeah. getting I would say that I was jumping into playing at Origins. Shay was giving me a solid shove in the back, but that really, <laughs> but but that's like uh, fast forwarding, you know, doing a, a power dose of of clicks. So it's a lot of different things, but yeah, and but, it, technolo- but the webcam technology made it easier. That's for sure. I mean, and that and that Origins thing was a two year process because the year before in Origins you didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah I you didn't stayed do it. stayed totally away from it. <laughs> part because, I, I, well, part of it was a little intimidation. I hadn't played in so long, and I knew there was lots of new powers, so I just didn't want to look like an idiot. I'm going to be honest, too. I think <laughs> playing with Mark online and having a very solid venue where I enjoy playing has really increased not only how well I play Heroclix, but has increased how much I love playing it. Mm. So yeah. I really think the experience of physically playing Hero Clicks is so important to growing this game mm-hmm. on a consistent yeah. level. And I, we got too many inconsistent venues. I mean, I can look around here. We have too many inconsistent venues. My venue plays maybe two times a month. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, unless you have a very solid core, and which up here they do, that they'll meet outside of when we have regular events to play, just have fun. That grows the community more than anything else. I, I, I don't believe the competitive environment grows the community that much. I think competitive environment pulls players from magic. Mm-hmm. I think it might pull players from other 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 places, but the ones that are the core that helps hold up hero clicks come from those venues where you, you're face to face and you're playing a lot together. You know, I think that's where the game grows, and I think that brings people into the game and get them to spend money. Massive amounts of money because they, they get excited. Okay. So, anyway, that's my take. Well, I, I've never heard anybody quit the game because there wasn't enough competitiveness at a store. But I, I think I've heard plenty of people quit the game because 
the local scene was too competitive and um or you know there wasn't enough casual play at the local store and i i, I definitely see how you know i'm from my experience, I have a large experience playing at different places. And there's a big difference between, you know, playing at a store every now and then and having like a good group of people playing on a weekly basis, playing a good mix of casual and competitive and stuff. And um, I, I agree with you, uh, Shay, that uh, locals where it's at, you know, you know, one of the... I think a jingle in Asheville, I, or maybe it was just when I was at AB Tech or something for like one of the designs we made, but it was said local is global. It is. Bas- basically that, you know, you grow your local scene and it affects the global outlook. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Wizkits could be doing more to help grow local scenes. But I think the, the new guy night is, is, a good, is a decent start. I think it's a start. I, I, yeah. I don't know if it's a great solution, but it's a start. It's a look at, hey, we need new players in here, and mm-hmm. we need to do something to help get new players in here. I think their addition of the pack to that sidekick night can help drive some current players to go, oh, you know what? Free pack might be a great thing to go get. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's this great reason to ask my venue to have a sidekick night. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I, I think – I think right now the game's in a great place. I think it's going to grow. I think it's up to us to grow it. I think it's going to be face-to-face. And I think there needs to be understanding all around. Uh, What makes a good venue is a bunch of players who understand the fun aspect and competitive aspect and respect both. Yeah. Yeah. I I have run into players that say, oh, you're a competitive player. Oh. (laughs) You know, I'm like – I don't try to bring a competitive team every time. I try to bring fun teams. But, you know, I don't – I also want – I like competitive. And I think I respect the fun events, and I don't try to bring a competitive team to every event. I try to bring some fun ones. And I want to have the ability to bring some competitive ones because if I want to play at a competitive, you have to play those teams every so often. You know, you're going to have to kind of do it. And like you said, you need a mix. You need respect from both sides and understand where both sides are coming from and just enjoy the game to play the game, you know. Yeah. Neither one abuse it too much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think when venues get into that one mindset, that's when their player base starts to crumble. How many good venues are down there now, Shay? One. And I mean one, that's it. Dwayne's is it. I don't know anywhere else in the Tri Cities that plays. Matt, how many do you all have in Asheville, which you're about an hour away? Yeah, we have two, but Good ones is one, and you know we we've still been struggling um, to bring people back consistently. Uh, we just had you know one person um, is just disappointed that a bunch of his collection, older collection, is just you know useless against the power creep of the new pieces. Another one was the investment thing where, you know, you invested money, but just didn't get enough back to be happy with it. Uh, yep. Just little things here and there, you know, uh, the other store, I mean, it's not organized whatsoever. Um, we, we have no idea who's going to show up when, and I think a big difference there is, um, <clears throat> 
I think it, it uh, it's the store's communication with the players, like the store that actually works out pretty well. You know, they make they make sure to post an event on Facebook every week that specifically outlines the events stuff, and I share it on our little local Facebook group. And then the other store, they'll just post a message saying like, "This weekend sealed." that's it they don't post like what the build total is what kind of entry fee it is what kind of prizes there is and you know um from my experience running you know organized play at another store it's so important to have good communication between the store and the players and the store and the tournament organizer and um when you just don't have that, it's it's very hard to have any kind of solid organized play there. So we got we got like one good store. Uh, and yeah, and you all have how many up in Louisville, Mark? Not as many as you'd think. Um, I know there's one other. I haven't been to it yet, so I've only been to one venue so far. I this game, I think it's going in a good direction. Hopefully, everybody keeps pushing. I would also recommend that we have lurkers out there. We all know them at our venues. They love to come watch the people play yes. the game. They think there's, it's neat. Yeah, there's one at the venue. I've been, he shows up every day, but he doesn't play. Yeah, or they used to play. That's and, my guess. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes they have different reasons they can't. I always say I have a lot of extra figures I'll never they'll never see the light of day. And I don't, I, I, I'm to the point where I'm just not going to hold on to them. You know, it's time to give some away. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know there's a lot of dupes I have because if I buy a case, I'm going to have a lot of dupes. And, you know, there's just so much trading I'm going to do. And you know what? If somebody's really wanting something, I have an extra of it. Why not give it to them? It's not doing me any good. And it just helps promote the game. And that's just a small thing you can do at your venue that will help a player just feel kind of special and, you know, yep. want to play the game a little bit more. Yep. I mean, Mark just did it the other day, didn't you? Yeah. I took a Superman, the Shifting Focus Superman out of Hellsworlds. I gave it to a guy, and then he bludgeoned me with it in the tournament. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, it was cool. He didn't have one, and uh, I knew I had at least one extra. So, it's been great, guys. I appreciate y'all being here. Hopefully, we can get together again and do another podcast. But, Matt, thanks. You want to shout out to your uh, what you're doing? Well, uh, tomorrow my mom's coming home from after being in the the nursing home for five months. So I'm going to be a full time nurse. And uh, but I may I'm listen to my name. My name is Matt Riddle. You may hear my name in the news in the next day or two. I'll just put that out there. Okay, we're going to put that out there, people. Be listening for Matt Riddle's name in the news. Okay. All right. So we'll have to pay attention to that. And and you're still doing games rule, right? And you might be on a hiatus right now, but you still yeah, put out definitely stuff. Definitely on a hiatus, but uh I've you know, when my mom coming home, um I should be at home a lot more often and uh I'm thinking of creative new ideas for videos uh that will that's not that's not being done by tabletop teacher. So Okay. Uh, that's impressive if you can do that. I will say that. <laughs> and Mark, what are you doing? What 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 shout outs do you want to give out? Oh well I'm driving to Tennessee and I will be at your house I guess Friday evening. <laughs> and playing clicks. 
All right. We're going to be bringing the pain. It's going to be a face-to-face match. Uh, By the way, let's up that to 400 points since these are high-point figures in this set. I agree. I think I think that's, that's something people should think about if you're running sealed boosters in this Thor set. There's not enough of these small pieces. You probably want at your venue to up those to 400 just because you can play more pieces. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and everybody wants to play these pieces. Everybody wants to have big battles. I do. I never. I'm never a fan of anything over 500. Too many actions. Too many figures. It's just too long of games. I agree. So 500 or below. I think 400 is a magic number for heavy figures. I think 300 is a magic number for making painful decisions. So. And 200 is an abysmal game. <laughs> I can say, oh, I can move once, twice. Okay, your turn. Yeah, yeah. Leadership's really forward. needed. But I'm looking forward. To visit I am my, too. Visit family and then go to Chase. So. I'm looking forward to my Chase. May I find the mm. case of two Chases? Which Chase <laughs> are you hoping for? What's your preferred I Chase? I had said Thor the Unworthy. You pulled Matt's favorite Chase. Why don't you go ahead and tell us, right before we get off here, what was your Chase what was the one chase you really wanted before you opened it up? Me? Oh, I know uh, it. I know it. What? Which one? I don't Malone. know. That I had. You did. You always go for that piece. That's that annoying piece. <laughs> I confess, I don't know what you're. You wanted one? Loki. You wanted Loki. Okay, you got me. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did want Loki. <laughs> you wanted that female Loki to sit there and drive me crazy. I know you, Malone. You love those yeah, pieces like would. that. It would have. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, guys. Thanks. Well, Wait, no, go on. Sorry, Mark. I was say, in my Colossals, I don't know that I love the two Colossals. I don't dislike them, but... Uh... <laughs> Who'd you get, Groot and Miss Marvel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If at I'm, least I, they're well-known characters. They are. Wow. You're right. And, I wanted. Go go ahead. Sorry. And not Flora Colossus. Hey, Flora is awesome. I'm gonna say Flora is the one I really want, and Mangog. Isn't it Mangog? I want that one. Man, Mangog was the one I wanted. So. Yeah. It was one of the Something first about. comics I ever read as a kid. Was him wreaking havoc. So. You're kidding. You yeah. read that Jack Kirby? Yeah, I mean, this was many. I, I'm, I'm older than you, so yes, it was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. The ancient one has spoken. Ooh. <laughs> the ancient one has spoken. By what, by what, two years, three years? So be, the ancient one be. has spoken to Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> let's be careful. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, thanks for this. I'm going to let you all off here. I got to go crack some clicks and have some fun. And hopefully I have to get up for work tomorrow. That's going to be fun. I will be working from home tomorrow. So. All right. And Matt, good luck with your mom tomorrow. We'll be supporting you. you. Great. And uh, guys, thanks again. We're going to do this again soon. So I'll talk to you all later. Okay. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.